RITs, R-I-T's, our Rainmakers in Training, an exclusive club of CEOs passionate about possessing more management skills so that their business will flourish. I'm your host and teacher, Gene Valdez. My goal is to make sure you graduate from Rainmaker College at the top of your class. Most CEOs aspire to take their business to the next level. When my clients ask me to help them, I have a simple comment. That's great, but you're going to need more people, more space, more equipment, and more inventory. Further, you will need to figure out how to pay for these additional assets, but that's not part of this week's topic. The business gurus refer to people, space, and equipment as inputs. One of the key inputs is space. Professional advisors who specialize in space issues are commercial real estate brokers, to name a few. This week's episode is about how to select a broker and what a good broker can do for you and your business. Whether you need one now or later, commercial real estate knowledge is a good skill to have in your hip pocket. My special guest, Rick Lazar, is one of the most highly rated commercial real estate brokers in Southern California. Rick is currently a senior vice president at Lee and Associates. Prior to that, he was the CEO and owner of Coldwell Banker Commercial Lazar and Associates, which was headquartered in Redlands, California. Since 1976, Rick has specialized in commercial sales and leasing, investment real estate, and land development. I invited Rick because he offers a unique perspective on what it takes to be a building owner, landlord, investor, tenant, and property manager. It is my great honor to have him here. Welcome, Rick Lazar. Thank you so much for taking the time to be a guest on CEO to Rainmaker. I really appreciate it, Rick. Gene, it's always an honor and a pleasure to get to hang out with you. Oh, wow. You, you, you flatter me. Well, why don't we go to the racetrack together? Okay, I'll <laughs> let you place all the bets. Uh, as long as you're paying, I'm in, man. I'm in. <laughs> All right, Rick. So I'm going to put you right on the frying pan. So um, what would you say is just a kind of a basic definition of a commercial real estate broker in 20 words or less? I I couldn't do it. And I can do it in less than 10. How about that? No, I I couldn't do that at all. A commercial real estate broker. Now, just from the state of California standpoint, there's a broker and then there's a salesman. A broker typically owns the company. Uh, a salesman works for a brokerage company. Okay. Uh, and in this particular case, I am a broker and, and used to own my own company. Now I'm just simply uh, a broker that works for another real estate company. So that's the 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 salient difference between a salesman and a broker. Um, and then to get to the definition of what commercial real estate broker and or salesman is, is that I 
represent clients, either buyers or sellers or landlords or tenants in the purchase, sale, leasing, or just sometimes advising clients as to their commercial real estate need. Uh, I'd like to go on just a little bit more and say that commercial is defined as other than residential real estate. So that could mean uh, industrial, warehouse, or manufacturing buildings, or office buildings, single-tenant or multi-tenant, multi-tenant office buildings, or retail. When I say retail, it's like uh, a Starbucks or a strip retail center with multiple tenants. Uh, and uh, then the, you could also classify in that area uh, uh, multifamily housing, like large apartment complexes, um, and land investments that encompass all of those areas. We okay. are specialized in certain areas of that, and and as most commercial real estate brokers are, they don't take all right. on all those areas. I get it. So uh, my target audience are small businesses, Rick, that are running enterprises anywhere from 50,000 a year in annual sales to maybe 15 million. So they're the uh, smaller end of the middle market. Uh, what services, different services that maybe some people would, some business owners may not think that a commercial real estate broker slash agent does that you do do? Can you kind of give me a full menu of all the things you could do for a small business owner? It's, it's a, very broad spectrum, Gene. Uh, but generally, uh, if, if a business owner wants to acquire a building, uh, let's say a real estate company, what I've done for many 46 years, they may look to, they, they may want to own their own building or they may want to lease it. So they would come to me and ask me to find them a building either to acquire or to lease uh, them that property and and we would negotiate the transaction for them either again either on a lease or a sale or it okay. could be that I, I i get a broker or, or a, a business owner it doesn't have to be real estate it can be anything from accounting to employment staffing to financial consulting it's just the broad anything spectrum anything all, right anything, anything anything and we can help them with that and and we just don't look at ourselves as being whether we acquire or lease a building form, what we we can we can just be trusted advisors, and uh, we really enjoy that role. I, I can go into great detail, but I, I don't want my answers to be so long that people get bored listening to me. I, I love what I do, and I want to say that to you. Um, I've done it for forty six years, and it's been a blast. And I'm I, I hope the next forty six years are just as fun as the last. Okay, would you do something like uh, location analysis for a client? based on the type of business they have where traffic patterns are important to them. I mean, do you actually get into that type of analysis or do you just, they locate it on themselves and you help them facilitate the close? It, it's a very broad spectrum, Gene. Uh, uh, it, it, there are certain businesses that are very dependent on visibility and traffic. Others, it, it just really doesn't matter. Uh, if you're If you're a Starbucks, or if you're a uh, uh, if you're a, another business like that, you are very concerned about traffic. Uh, you're very concerned about uh, uh, location, visibility, accessibility, and a lot of these larger companies of that kind, they already know the dynamics of that. We right. don't typically right. have to do it, right? Uh, but but I'm you know, after all this, 
after all this time, <clears throat> we have a very innate sense of where a lot of these companies will, will want to locate. So that that would be part of the whole program is that if it's a smaller company, you might say, okay, based on your type of business, you know, you're going to need such and such visibility. You're going to need a certain amount of traffic counts. And these are some areas that I recommend you look at. Absolutely. Okay. Um, we can we can be as full spectrum as a client needs if they're not someone large like an Amazon or any of these other companies that uh, that have amazing staffs and do their own analysis. Uh, on the smaller side, we, we we do take more of a full service role and help them along. Uh, uh, we can be limited or we can be expansive in our in in whatever capacity. Um, you know, I, one example on a transaction we're working right now, it's it, uh, uh, we found a location for a, uh, a business in, and it's right off the freeway. And I highly recommended that they take that location because there's something that I'm sure you've discussed in the past called top of mind advertising. That property that they're buying will allow them to put signs up that 200,000 cars a day will see their signs on the side of the building. And that is advertising that it goes way beyond just having gotcha. an ad in the paper or anything else. It's just fantastic. So we try to help in that regard. But there's so many facets that we can be involved in. Well, and then my next question would be, um, do you help small business clients interpret and negotiate and analyze leases? Absolutely. We uh, we a lot of times what we'll do is is a lease versus uh, own analysis. We compare right. what they'd be paying in rent versus what they would uh, be paying in mortgage payments, uh, and that's a, a fairly big part of what we do as well. No question about it. Um, it, it. We we try to be in almost every case a very trusted advisor. And one thing that I just want to emphasize to all the people that listen on your show is that it's absolutely imperative that you have the highest degree of integrity and honesty in everything you're doing. That has to go to the point of staying to those clients. If that property isn't right, don't do it. And In your heart of hearts or in your analysis or a combination of both those things, if you don't see that this is the right property, be willing to walk away. And why is that important? Because how we are typically paid is by a commission. In other words, we don't get paid. We're not on any sort of hourly rate or typically not on an hourly rate or a salary. We only get paid when a transaction goes together. But one of the toughest things and one of the most important things that we have to do is to be able to tell a client this isn't the right site and be willing to uh, forego any sort of fee. And I tell you what, I tell you what clients realize when you're being upfront with them about that. And that's where you really become a trusted advisor. I can just go on and on, but it's very important to emphasize that. That that makes it that makes a lot of sense. So let me uh, let me stick with the the leasing option for a couple more minutes. So would you actually negotiate on behalf of a client the terms of the lease with the landlord, uh, CAM charges, cost escalation, CFI, uh, uh, CPI uh, increases, um, you know, yada 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 yada. Absolutely. All the terms are, are, are something that we negotiate. What I don't particularly like, if someone's trying to emphasize just one part of it, what the rent you're paying or the length of the lease and not paying attention to all the other details. There could be so many other things such as 
what tenant improvements that the landlord might be willing to do for a tenant and let's say the lease, uh, or uh, uh, are there other financial incentives like free rent? When I say free rent, there's a certain amount of months uh, that the tenant wouldn't have to pay rent. Or, or there's other factors that could play into it, but you just can't look at one particular fact, like what the rent is versus all the other factors. They must be comprehensively looked at so in order to be able to determine the best transaction for your client. And we do that all. And we lay it all out in front of that client so they can make more than anything else. The key point to be made is an informed decision. Confident decisions can be made once a client knows what the terms of the market are. In other words, you, you try to present an array of different properties for them if they're available. And then you just lay them out and you, uh, and, and you make sure that the client is totally informed of all the details of a transaction and the comparable properties. And until they are, a client cannot make a truly informed decision, which they can be confident about. Well, I know that you know this, and I've seen this with my clients. A lot of my clients won't even read the lease, all the fine details. They don't seek outside counsel or advice, and they just sign it. And then, you know, two years later, they go, you said what? I signed what? I'm obligated for what? Uh, yeah, you signed it. Did you read it? Uh, no, I didn't. So that's why I wanted to discuss leases, because as you know, that's, that's an important expense to a business that they can reduce with, with proper counsel. It's really important, important, Gene, that you pay particular attention to the details of the lease. Every transaction that we get involved with, we always recommend to the clients, seek proper legal counsel. We're great at negotiating terms in a transaction, but what we're not is attorneys. And we always <coughs> recommend that as part of a team, maybe a financial advisor, your, uh, your CPA, your attorney, you have a whole team of people that you work with. But I want to caution, you brought up a really interesting, lease terms do have consequences. These terms, uh, if, if you're not paying total attention to them, or think that they're frivolous can ruin a transaction for you. It's important uh, that land landlords of property have to be very careful, as well as tenants, because words have meanings. And I'm going to give you an example of one. Uh, a, a tenant was dealing directly with a landlord. Uh, brokers were not involved in this transaction or attorneys. And the tenant goes to the to the uh, landlord and says, "Hey, I'd like to. Uh, I want to rent your building." But I also like to have a right of first refusal. If you ever hear those words, you really need to run for the hills. Now, uh, and I mean that sincerely, the landlord will say, yeah, no problem. I'll give you a right of first refusal. What you're doing by uh, allowing that, if you just put those words into a contract, and I've had several times where it has happened for clients dealing directly or landlords dealing directly with tenants. It, it creates an immediate cloud on title and 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 makes the uh, any future action in that property subject to litigation. And, and wow. so I will tell you, it, it's that powerful and dangerous. And for those reasons, you should never unadvisedly agree to what could be considered trivial terms. They're not, and they're very important. So a legal counsel in any lease is absolutely mandatory. We always recommend it. Sorry, I know I talk a lot, but I just wanted to re-emphasize no, no, no. how stuff. important this issue is. It it could it could destroy future transactions and affect your uh, ability to uh, utilize your property in the future. You may be at the whims of a tenant and what they want to do, 
So anyway, I bring it up. Uh, no, that's, every that's transaction a great point. has to have pr- a great point. Uh, have to have proper wording and review by counsel. I'm not certain if I have any uh, attorneys that are listeners, but if I do, that I'm sure they appreciated the plug. We really inter- feel that the legal team, financial team, is integral to any transaction. We we always try and put it in writing before any lease is signed or sale for that matter. All right. So let me let me ask you a setup question here. What distinguishes a average broker from an exceptional one, in your opinion? And I'm assuming you view yourself as an exceptional one. I do. Well, thank you. We pride ourselves on that. The most important thing as an exceptional broker, to be an exceptional broker, you better love what you do. This is not for the faint of heart. It's a full-time commitment. And as I mentioned earlier, you have to always consider the client's interests above anything else. And you may be thinking, which I think is a big mistake, uh, how much money you might be making on a transaction. But if you start thinking that way before a transaction is even close to being complete, all of a sudden you're putting your, your desires above your clients. We've always believed that if you take your care of your clients, whether the landlord or a tenant or a seller or a buyer, and you put their interests before yours, they'll take care of you. And, and, and you take your eye off the ball. I would say that's the, the most important concept. And of course, loving what you do, and, and you become so full-faceted, and, and you get so integrally involved with your, uh, with your clients, uh, and you want to look out for their interests in so many ways. You're, it, 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 let's say on a purchase of a property, a, a vacant piece of land, which we're doing for a client right now, you got to look at all the title issues. So you got to be be very you got to work closely with the title company who provides you what is called a preliminary title report and look at all the potential recorded documents that could impact your ability such as easements or financial uh obligations on the property you must look at those carefully to the uh geologic issues or soils conditions or uh, all these things could play in and here and here's one other aspect of it would be getting approval through whatever municipality. So let's say uh, a property's in the city of San Bernardino or the city of Redlands or Ukipe or any of these cities. Your use of that property may be conditioned, not maybe, is always conditioned upon the uh, municipality allowing you to utilize that property for your intended purpose. So all these things must be integrated and they have to be integrated within uh, a kind of a timely manner and, and be melded in at the same time. I know I may be getting boring with this, but it's exciting and important. And you have to have somewhat of a leader that 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 kind of coordinates things for the buyer. The buyer may be at that person at certain times. It may be the broker. They may hire a professional like an architect or a civil engineer uh, to kind of lead that up. So we can be a team leader uh, uh, to assist uh, clients and what they're doing. It, they, the property may need a survey. It may have hazardous issues, uh, environmental issues. So you have to look at that. There's so many facets. So your ability to look at the overall picture and and kind of coordinate it for a client, I think is massively important and so exciting to do. And along the way, there can be pitfalls and, and any one of those items can trip up a, a, a transaction. And you really have to be looking for them because you take on that role. Nothing would disappoint me more than if I'd sold a piece of property to a client and they find out afterwards that they can't develop it the way they want. 
I'd rather they find that out ahead of time and know at that point that there were problems with it. And you know what? I'm going to sleep better at night. And I know my client is too. Well, you know, um, you, you sort of touched upon um, not only my you know, my experience and my mission statement, but I'm sure others, but when you're dealing with people in the B2B space and they're going to get paid on a commission basis, this is not an indictment on all the professionals, but some professionals that I've met, which I'm sure is applicable to your business, is that their their eye, their their, their top priority is the commission, not making the client happy. And as the old saying goes, if you make the client happy, the commission will follow later. But uh, we've all been exposed to that. And so I, I guess your answer to that question, a good broker and an exceptional one is I maybe you just care more about it and what's in best for the client. And when you do your job, you're going to get paid handsomely and you're not going to cut any corners to achieve that or you're not going to withhold any information that might cause you to lose your commission. Clients can see right through that, can't they? Oh, my goodness. If if you're hungry for a deal and you're doing it strictly to get paid without taking care of the client, they're going to they're going to see it. They're going to see it. They're going to feel it. They're going to taste it. And they're going to get scared of that uh, as they should. Conversely, if you take care of your client and you know that that client knows you're going to take care of them under any circumstances, or as good a circumstance, I mean, there's there's things that happen beyond everyone's control. We we can't control everything, but as they if they know they're looking out for you and this transaction goes well, what are they going to do? They're going to tell other people about you, and and that, as you know, is the greatest compliment you can have. Well, Rick, listen, um, we're almost run out of time, but um, start, I really really started. enjoyed the the meat and potatoes that you have for our listeners that are contemplating expanding and they need more space and they're unsure whether they want to lease, whether they want to buy and and they just want to protect themselves that they don't make a major decision of this kind without proper information and a proper mentor. If any of my listeners wanted to get a hold of you, Rick, how would they do that? You can reach me uh, on my uh, office office phone, which is 951-276-3652. Or my email is rlazar, L-A-Z-A-R, at leeriverside, L-E-E, riverside.com. A consultation doesn't cost anything. Uh, remember, we're transaction-based. And if we take care of you and this transaction goes well, we get paid. And then we're happy, but we want you happy first. Um, it, it's tantamount to anything we do. Well, I, as I mentioned in my introductory comment, you know, so many of my clients want to take their business to the next level. And they, they need to do that. More people, more space, more equipment. So the space issue is really the domain of commercial real estate brokers and agents to help you find the right space at the right cost so that you can increase the scale of your business. And so that's a really critical part of that whole desire. So anyway, that's a wrap, Rick. Thank you so much. Maybe we'll have you back as a co-host. I'd, I'd love to be involved with you more, Gene. You're just such a positive force in this universe. And uh, thank you for this opportunity. I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday, Christmas, and New Year's ahead. Same to you, Rick. Right, Talk to you care. soon. See you later. Bye. Man.
Thank you, Rick, so much for your sage advice. Ritz, this concludes this week's episode. If you liked it, please leave a review. You can access future episodes via my website, Buzzsprout, or the directories of Apple, Google, or Spotify. This is your host with the most, Gene Valdez, signing off. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.